Did you guys hear about uh, that rumor about that uh, about butter? No, I can't believe it's not butter. No, no, seriously, did you guys hear about that rumor about butter? What's going on with butter? Well, listen, I can't. I'm not going to spread it. So Yusuf, how's I that? Insert, <laughs> I didn't know Justin Bieber's sorry song. <laughs> Initially, I was kind of like intrigued by it. And then like right after that, I was like, oh, it's one of those jokes that he's trying to set us up oh, for. Oh, yeah? Right, Daniel? Wait, Daniel well, you, you know what? You love those. Okay. Like if you, if you can look at his eyes, yo, if you look at Obeid's eyes, you can see that he's Googling things right now. You can see that reflection. He's like Googling dad jokes. I am. <laughs> I'm I'm doing that and reading your uh, Houston doctor article at the same time. It's Multitasking, respect. I got it confused. Yeah, I was like, "Did you hear about the rumor about butter? No <laughs> vaccine. What? No wrong one. <laughs> I gotta read it one at a time." Oh, I love man. how Danielle was thinking that you were gonna say something legit. Yeah, I thought he was gonna say something legit. legit. Yeah, oh, it's, you know he always like sets us up for like something. Yeah, man. Bro, he's been getting me ever since we were freshmen in college. Like, why are you surprised? <laughs> Yeah, gullible Ibrahim. I just you know trust. What? You know, I have, I have, I have. All, you see all these guys? What, what's that? Almonds. That's almonds. I'm going on an all Badam. almond diet. Was... But that's just nuts, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna laugh at that and call me out for getting? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, oh, that that's worse than. Like that's that's worse than. No, that was weak. commitment there. There was commitment, guys. For Thank those you. of you who can't see, are you actually going on an almond a diet of almonds? Yeah. Are you going? You know on what? Yusuf is always trying to justify why he falls for Obeid's jokes, <laughs> but but the logic is terrible. Like you know what I mean? He's like he's like yo he he held up a bag and I had to believe him. <laughs> So, so basically what happened was down in Houston, there was this doctor that was in charge of a COVID clinic. Uh, dude, it's just Houston. They lost, they lost Harden. They're going to lose Watson. They're losing doctors too now. And, and JJ Watt. And, oh God, don't, don't even, I feel bad for people in Houston. But basically at the end of like their, their clinic hours, they opened up a case of vaccines for a patient that came in. And I'm not the doctor on the call that's you, Yusuf. But in their packaging, it's like 10 items or, or, or 10 doses. If you open it, you have to use it, use all of them within six hours. There's so 10 doses that come in a vial, yeah. Yeah, so he used one. So then the other nine had to be used in the next six hours or they go bad. So the clock right. started ticking. And so it was the end of their shift. And so he tried to give it to the volunteers. The police officers were there. Anyone that was in the vicinity. And so people either had the vaccine or didn't want it. And so then he was kind of left with all these vaccines, but he didn't want them to go bad. And so he just started calling people. He started reaching out to people. He called his boss. Like he was just reaching out to people. And then basically he got to a point where he was literally driving around trying to find elderly people, people that fit the parameters that were required by the state. So over 65, things like that. And eventually he was able to, you know, get, everyone vaccinated and then he had one vial left and he and there was somebody that was supposed to be coming from two hours away to get the vaccine they called him said that they were stuck in traffic and they were going to get there too late so he end, ended up using the vaccine 
on his wife because she fit the parameters and she was amino compromised. Like I forget the specifics. I, I, I I'll send yeah. you guys the, the link, but he essentially gave her the vaccine. And so the next day he called his boss and like basically sent him over a report of these are the people I gave the vaccine to. And they ended up firing him. And I just read, I read the article on the New York times and you know, from what I read, he didn't do any, like, he did what I, I think anyone would have done in that that time period, right? The vaccines there were in the middle of a pandemic, and you just don't want to throw away nine doses. And so he, I think he went above and beyond to vaccinate people, and it cost him his job. Like, it made no sense to me. And, I mean, there, there's an article, go literally Google, for all our listeners out there, Google Houston doctor fired for giving away doses of COVID vaccine. Uh, read the article. It's on the U- New York Times. And the saddest thing about it is he was like essentially made out to sound like a villain by his bosses and, and, and his department. Um, and to be honest, when you read the facts, he wasn't a villain. He was a hero. And it was just he didn't I, I, I don't I didn't understand why they were upset with him. But, yeah, check it out. It, crazy story. I hope he's able to bounce back on his feet. I'm, I'm hoping he's able to get justice for doing the right thing. Shout out Houston doctor. Uh, we rooting for you. Hopefully yeah. you get, hopefully you get out of there just like JJ Watt, just like Deshaun Watson, <laughs> but, just like yo, James Harden. Real quick, going back to that, Ibrahim, did they, did they give a reason as to why they like fired him? Yo, so this is not super politically correct, but basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically he got to a point where the last, I, I, I'm, I'm totally misquoting this article because uh, I don't have it up in front of me. That's what but we do. Out, out of, <laughs> but like out of the, the nine or so, a, a decent cho- uh, percentage of them had ethnic names, like Indi- like South Asian names. Oh. Um, and so he literally asked his, uh, his boss, was he getting fired because there was too many Indians on the list? And his boss said yes. So <laughs> no way. That literally, it's in the article. It blew my mind. And obviously, it's a quote from the doctor. So they, I don't know if they validated with his boss. But like, it, it's heartbreaking to, to hear that. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I just feel like the guy was doing what, what was, what, what's needed from the, the medical profession right now. And to go on a slight tangent, I have a buddy of mine that is um, an ER doc in New York. And I caught up with him a couple weeks back and he, he told me that half of the people on the staff in the ER in, in New York, half of them are like traumatized. The other half, like they're, they're barely ho- holding on. And so, you know, props to you, Yusuf, props to everybody else on the, on the front line. You guys are handling things that, you know, you hear about in stories and not everything's perfect. You can't always make the right decision, but I, I feel bad for this guy where I think he made the right call. I would have made that same call in that situation. I would have not thrown those vaccines away and he got punished for it. So my heart goes up to the guy. Thanks for listening for to episode 13 of the bench mob. <laughs> <laughs> Please. We're going to start a GoFundMe for this guy. <laughs> oh He's a doctor. He doesn't need it. Oh, you don't know that man. Uh, yeah. Most of the debt in the U S is all uh, medical professionals. Yeah, come on, man. Let's, yeah. let's let's and let's get rid of this notion that all these doctors are making bank. Okay. Where's where's uh, President Biden? I don't know. Yeah, I where, think he's, where's he's, where's, he's where's, in the White where's House. My, uh, he's where's, in the White my, House. where's my uh, you know at least ten thousand dollars 
canceled for students. That's never going to happen. I told Where's you guys. Where's my 50,000? That's oh, definitely not happening. Do you guys understand how student debt works? Like, you guys think we just, do you know, do you guys understand how we leverage that as a country? All right. Well, welcome, uh, Ibrahim, on his 14th episode. <laughs> Go ahead. No, but look this up. Can we talk and, about tennis instead? I was like, guys, I'd rather this talk is, about this is, oh, this is fascinating stuff. So, do you know what? Novak I'm going to talk about podcast where we <laughs> talk about. Did you say Tenet? Tenet was a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need some damn order. Nobody knows what we're talking about right now. But I'm, I was actually, yo, I was low-key curious as to what Ibrahim was going to say. Bro, I'll just say this. You can look this up later and we can chat about it. Basically, the United States packages our student debt and essentially um, leverages that to take essentially loans from other countries. And so that's the reason why it's so difficult to forgive student debt, because we no longer hold the debt. We essentially, yeah, we've sold it to other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I remember Elizabeth Warren came on Conan O'Brien one night and she explained this because she was like, we've already spent the money that these kids owe us insane dude when you actually like go down and like nitpick everything that's been going on insane it, yeah, it makes because no sense. basically what it means to forgive people's debt it means we have to as a country we have to write a check to other countries which basically is decreasing our gdp and i'm gonna stop talking because obey looks super bored right now no no no, no. <laughs> i thought no, no, no. i thought i thought <laughs> not no no i'm just reading i thought things. they were no, just no, gonna good, say sorry good. to our loans I mean, you, you, okay. <laughs> insert, insert Justin Bieber song. Oh, that would be great. That would be perfect timing. <laughs> Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah. Um, uh, we're, we're not really like officially rated, right? We're like, are we like That's a R rated PG NC seventeen? Like, what rating do we have? Uh, we have halal. <laughs> so if I say bull, and then I I have to bleep the second part of it, dude. Yeah, you do because bulls okay. nation, the one percent okay of New Zealand might take a <laughs> right. You know what? Hey, yo, right. New Zealand, <laughs> we love you. They're still, yeah. they're still listening to us, dude. Yeah. You go to the Thanks. demographics of each episode. There's somebody what percent? It's at what percent? Someone's yeah, there. New Zealand. If it is Nathan Seward, my man down in New Zealand, if you are listening, shoot me a message. I'll give you a shout out and your business a shout out next time we do a podcast. Shout out. We love That's the only support. guy I know in New Zealand. <laughs> I just I just know the mountain Mount Doom, so I just want to give that a shout out because that was in. It's New actually Zealand. pronounced Doom. Okay, so <laughs> we're ending this podcast right now. Is it Mordor over there too? <laughs> yeah, Mount Doom, Mordor, everything, bro. All Lord of the Rings. Bro, where stuff. do you think Mount Doom is? In freaking New I'm Zealand. T- I'm talking to you. <laughs> oh, I thought it was a mountain um, that Frodo and Sam had to get past. They had to like make one of their ways through that. Yeah. Can we just cut? Just just go home. I think I think it was it was it was it was after it was after they were at Rivendell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so triggered right now. Like you guys have no idea. <laughs> why? Why are you I triggered right huge... now? You think they went straight from Rivendell to Mount Doom? I'm saying they had to go through it to get to that. Obviously. Yeah, this is obviously. A... Okay. I thought that was just a given. Yeah. Where did they go after Rivendell? 
They went to get some nuts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Ask them. All right. All right. All right guys. Never mind. All right. They're just trying to trigger me, guys. We're a little late into this, but happy New Year's, everyone. No? Are we too far from that? Oh, man. Happy Uh, March. Brench Mop Scrubs family. Thank you again and always for tuning in to our podcast. You guys make it special. We just kind of talk. I'm Obeid Shah. And today's podcast, guys, it's a little bit heavy. We're going to reflect. Yes, we're going to reflect on the previous year. Undoubtedly, 2020 has gone down as a year of infamy, difficulty, and tragedy for everyone around the world. COVID-19 has shaken our society to the core and taken many lives along with it. We'll discuss the year, what we've learned in the year, society's impact, and our road to recovery, and what 2021 and the future holds for us. So guys, what specific things or well, I guess what's the main thing that you guys want to take away or you know let everyone know about 2020 that has impacted you personally but also things that you've witnessed not only from your view but also from a world view as well anybody can start no anybody go. can start <laughs> I'll go first it's okay I'll take the thing yeah um it's crazy to think that we're now like going to be in March of 2021. Um, basically, about a year from today or about this time was when kind of COVID was kind of discovered. And, you know, that's when, you know, a lot of things were shutting down and, you know, we were kind of starting to work from home and it was a little scary. The numbers were rising. There were a lot of deaths occurring. Uh, it was affecting not only the elderly generation, but also some of the youth. Um and, um, you know, talking to physicians uh, that we have friends, family members, um, my cousin, I would talk to him a lot about this. And um, it was just scary. Um, and I know Yusuf will talk more about that because obviously he's at the forefront uh, and he gets to deal with that on a daily basis. So I'm going to leave that for him. But it's been a very challenging year. Right. There's a lot of things. Um, first of all, I, I can say that I'm blessed and thankful that, you know, none of my family members or not, not as many, not many people that I know personally in terms of family members um, that are related to me did not get it, which is, you know, alhamdulillah, great. Um, and a couple that did, alhamdulillah, were able to come out and uh, kind of recover uh, and not really face the issue of, you know, some people that have passed away this past couple of years, uh, this past couple, this past year. So uh, I can't, um, you know, f- kind of, see how other people have felt obviously it has been tough i've seen a lot of struggle i've worked with a lot of people that have have lost family members so i know it's it's definitely tough and it's been a unreal situation um and it's interesting because if you think about it right the whole country was you know doing their own thing the whole the world was doing their own thing and everyone had a plan for the upcoming year of you know 2020 and just a small virus and the impact that it had on people and changed people's life kind of gives an example of you know what god can do in the sense that just a small disease can basically cause chaos for a year and just change the world um and it's been you know it's been a tough year the biggest thing i miss is seeing family members 
seeing friends, you guys, uh, I think that's been the toughest challenge for me. Um, you know, we're really close friends, not just us. We have a good bunch of, you know, friends that we're really, really close to. And we would hang out at least, you know, every couple of months. I think our last hangout was in December of 2019. And it yeah, was, wow. um, it's been a year and a half so it's 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 you know it's been tough obviously uh for us to not kind of really see each other and uh i think that's one of the reasons i wanted to do this podcast was to kind of just see you guys a little bit more often than we've been able to so uh overall i know we're going to be talking more about it but you know it's been a tough year um and you know we're hoping that we're nearing the tunnel right the light near the tunnel um and hopefully we'll kind of get out of this but um I, i'll let ibrahim or yusuf or a bit kind of pick up from here yeah man i think i think you hit it on the head um and summarize it very well 2020 has been something i think nobody could ever predict um and i kind of want to just talk about you know it's not just covid um that happened in 2020 i just feel like a lot of things just went haywire and it was kind of one of those uh everything that can go wrong will go wrong um you know if you guys remember just 26 days into 2020 kobe bryant tragically died right and i think that was that sent shockwaves through the entire world um you have a guy who was 41 years old uh, at the peak of his, you know, post basketball career, winning an Oscar and everything like that. And just, you know, in a second gone, uh, ceased to exist. And I think for me personally, that was more of a reminder of how temporary this life is um, and how quickly things can change. Um, it made me more aware of just kind of my surroundings and to be appreciative of your friends and family and every opportunity you get to hang out with them. And as this is going through my mind, COVID hits. And so now, right when, you know, humanity is taught this big lesson of being together, uh, you know, checking up on each other and gathering together, all of a sudden there's this big virus that prevents even that right and so right when you're about to hey man i i really need to like see my family more see my friends more you're not able to and then you start you know reminiscing and contemplating about all the years where you took this for granted i took it for granted never in a million years would i thought there would be a situation where i would not be able to see like you guys or like my closest friends and everything like that you know um and then for me personally, um, I got married in 2020, you know, alhamdulillah. And it you did was... It. You did it. <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> I did it. Alhamdulillah, man. And, Wait, you know, I, 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 I don't want to cut you off, but like, we're excited for you. Like everyone listening to this podcast, they're going to be like, Yusuf's like, yeah, I got married and just like dead silence. Uh, no, we, we, we are pumped for Yusuf. 
I, I Donna, you're it. the best. Thank you for taking them off our hands. Uh, <laughs> the last your one Instagram stories do. are amazing. Uh, <laughs> I hope you figure out what's going on with that stroller that always shows up outside your oh, house. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, we, but yeah, man, we all love that we, you and Obey got married. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, uh, you know, way to, way to ruin the spoiler, man. I was about to bring <laughs> that up. God. Yeah, and I, I, I'm gonna let Ubaid tell his uh, part of it because Ubaid's experience was a lot different from mine. Um, we kind of knew the restrictions <laughs> going into for my dude. Ubaid's was just—I'll let him tell it because it was, it was wild. Because it, you know, Ubaid got married in California, and that was you know the first city. I mean, like San Francisco and Sacramento and all those to go on lockdown. But uh, keep listening to the podcast; we'll talk about that. But again, going back to the wedding, you know, we had planned. A year ago, you know, in my family personally, like my immediate family with the first cousins and stuff, we hadn't had a wedding in America uh, since 2014, since my cousin Muhammad. So, you know, it had been six years. So everybody was looking forward to it. My uncles from India and the UK were planning on coming down. And it was just going to be this big gathering. You know, our friends, my friends group was super stoked, as you can see, Alhamdulillah, you know, because we've been close from the start. Um so everybody was just looking forward to, you know, being able to gather and, you know, just celebrate this. And then all of a sudden March happens and then we're like, um, well, we're getting married in July. So there's still a little bit of time. Maybe things will change. And we all know how the story played out. It actually got worse. Um, so it derailed things in that sense. But I think what it taught me there was to appreciate the moments that you've been given. Um, and even we, you know, gradually, you know, drastically made it much smaller than it was planned to be. It was a lot more intimate. And then, you know, uh, I know Daniel and Ibrahim would have loved to be able to come down, but obviously everyone's situation is different and COVID hits, you know, you got to take care of your family. Um, shouts to obey the Nura for being able to come down to Charlotte, you know, um, given the circumstances, I was only able to bring, you know, one or two friends, but Obeid was the dude um, and he showed the support and I'll always be appreciative of, of it. And, lis and um, listeners, he brought me. I didn't come my own. He brought <laughs> yeah, me. I, I, Way to make me, me and Daniel feel bad. Keep, keep stuffed, on talking how amazing Obeid is. <laughs> he stuffed me in a bag <laughs> and forced me to come <laughs> <Yeah>. to <laughs> but, No, no, I, I just, I'm, I'm pointing it out as an example because in typical weddings, like, the bride side of the family might say salam and here and there of your friends. But like, it was so close that like, even to this day, Sana's parents ask about Ubaid and Nura, you know, and they remember him. And like my cousins and my family, like really know Ubaid because he was there at like those family gatherings. I hope Ubaid and Nura, uh, you know, enjoyed themselves as well. And then uh, I appreciate, you know, he was on the same flight as my brother back home. It's crazy, man. So, so all in all, it was really fun. Um, but looking into it, it was like, man, how is this going to turn out? It's going to be stressful. But looking back at it, probably the best, best thing that could happen. Alhamdulillah. Um, but I know what, what, I, what we can delve into more stuff, but I'll let, you know, Obey tell his two cents or Ibrahim wants to add some, some stuff as far as how 2020 affected you guys. Do you, yeah. you want to go or should I? Um, I can go. It's no problem. Yeah, and I, um, I got a lot to say. All right, guys. And, and it's, it's, it's a lot of good stuff and a lot of bad stuff, but I guess going along with everything that Danielle and Yusuf said about kind of how it affected us personally, but also kind of the world. 
I think one of the things is I've noticed is we, I've seen a lot of people drive themselves and become crazy over circumstances that we don't control. And that sometimes creates more problems than we already have. Um, and that just shows you how little control we have in this world, you know, and, and a lot of times we tend to think that we control everything in our lives and that's not the case really. And then I, one quote I always just love to remember is control the controllables. What I can control is how I react to certain things and how I can make things better as days go on. Uh, another thing I've learned is from, not from a personal standpoint, but from kind of a holistic worldwide governmental type of view is the systems we have in place are very fragile. Our world and the order that is in place is teetering. We need to be ready for pandemics. We need to be able to have emergency funds for not only the government, but ourselves, for our families, for our loved ones. We need to have the capabilities to provide for them when things like this hit. So many people lost their jobs, you know, but we should have something saved up, not only for ourselves, but people that we care about. And that also comes down to the government as well, is that when things unfortunately do go bad, have something to have a support system for people there and be ready for some, something like this. Another thing that I've, I've learned um, is that a lot of people, and I would say even including myself, don't really know how to properly grasp long-term stress and the implications of this, of the kind of this mental health crisis that we've seen now. And that can fall along with so many kids not being able to go to school. A lot of people's daily routines have changed. Living at, a, at home initially sounds cool, working from home, but just having that social aspect of going to work and all that really affects people's lives. And I've seen so many people change their personality and who they are because of the lack of social, because of a lack of social construct and social gatherings and all that they, that they don't have. It also kind of shows me a lot of people, including myself, don't really have a lot of hobbies and a lot of passions. And I think that's something I want to improve on my, myself. So when I do have extra time, when people do have extra time that we don't get, we, we don't have, we're not bogged down by things around the world that we have other things we can focus on. You know, and I'm looking forward to the world outside the pandemic. Who knows when that is? I think as we move forward, more and more people will take less for granted. And I think that's one of the, if that's a big lesson we all end, end up learning about it, then maybe this was worth it. You know, maybe this was worth it. Watching people in masks and cancellations left and right, you know, obviously it makes us yearn to want normals, nor, normalcy back, you know? As it was a very difficult year for people, a lot of people had not with every difficult times, there's also good times as well. It was an up and down year for a lot of people. Uh, as Yusuf mentioned, you know, uh, he got married. And for our non-Muslim listeners, let me, Salah means hello. All right. Alhamdulillah means we like gratefulness, thank God, something, you know, and then inshallah means, you know, God willing. So Alhamdulillah, I got married on March 13th of 2020. Uh, it was a wild story because that's, you know, like Yusuf was um, kind of bringing that up about how it was kind of the start of the pandemic and it was in California. And uh, it, we had a bunch of guests, you know, planned to come over 350 or whatnot. And 
150, it cut down to 150. We didn't even know if we were going to have a wedding. And the f- craziest part about that was that after our wedding venue, that the next day that place shut down and there has not been a wedding there or any event ever since. And that oh, kind of boggles my mind. That's wild. Absolutely wild. And so, like I said, control the controllables and how little control we have on this world. Uh, and I thought that was absolutely insane. And, and our first two, three months, me and my wife was quarantined. And I was telling her, I was like, listen, if we can get past this, we can get past a lot of things, you know, <laughs> in life. Um, but, you know, a few other things I wanted to talk about is that when we are faced with difficulties in our life, a lot of people become very illogical when faced with certain changes. Henceforth, the toilet paper shortage. Are you kidding me? Um, oh you know, what else? The, the Kleenex and then the hand sanitizer. Sanitizer. Correct. Yeah. Weren't people drinking Lysol or something? Yes. Yes. Shout out Donald Trump for. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How smart people are. Yeah. 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 Um, Idiots are easy to find and hard to escape in this world, but that's fine. But as much as the world is crazy, as much as everything in this world is there, um, I love this world because everything that I love is in this world. It isn't perfect but I know that it can get better, even though there's death and there's lots of death and that it's always going to be there. You know, as long as we tell each other that we all love each other and that be kind to one another and forgive one another, you know, because at the end of the day, we don't know how long we've got, you know? And so I'm just, I'm glad to be still here and I'm glad I didn't get sick and I'm glad the people I care about didn't get sick. And I'm just hoping everybody you know, finds, finds joy and happiness, even in difficult times and moves forward. And we can hopefully get past this together. And that's all I had to say. But, all right. Now, before we, before we continue and Ibrahim, before you um, do your third podcast today, um, <laughs> I, I wanted to give a big shout out to Danielle for helping the community out with uh, giving vaccines to the elderly people and helping and hooking them up. Uh, big shout out and big rewards to Danian. Big thanks to uh, hooking my dad up and his friend up with that too. So shout out Daniel. And that's kind of the guy Daniel is, man. I don't want this to, you know, get to his head or anything like that. If we're shouting people out, I'd like to shout out myself. Wait. Unlike you guys, I actually got COVID. <laughs> And I still can't smell anything. Okay, you know what? You woke up from a nap. The ultimate sacrifice. You know what? All right. Don't have your obeyed mentality right now. All right. You woke up from a nap. You were just fine. All right. Mr. 90% oxygen. You're fine. 92. (laughs) Ibrahim's like, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a healthcare worker. I'm not going to get a vaccine. Let me just go ahead and get COVID. He's like, if you guys, government, if you're not giving me the vaccine, modern problems require modern solutions. You know, you know why he did it? He did it for the clout on the podcast. I, I know hey. you. Brady. That's why you did it. Yeah, we're all we're all like getting the vaccine. You you're like you know what? I'm gonna get the real thing. Yeehaw. That's how I get my credibility. That's right. But yeah, right. good good work, but, Daniel. But but and good work, uh, Ibrahim, for getting it. Yeah, thank you. For getting past it and getting the antibodies. Yes. Hey. Yeah, anti body yada 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 yada. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> that's the, you guys know that song? Yeah, it's the Snoop Dogg song. That's not the Snoop Dogg song. Oh, ba da 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 da. No, the no, D-O-double-G. I'm, I'm singing. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna have to. Cut oh, babe, can you put that part in there too? I can't because it's not. I'm not referring to that at all whatsoever. But I was. That's but it's a wrong reference. Oh man. Yeah. Sorry, man. But you Don't know worry, what? I'll... What? I'll edit this one. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, so I think we've all sh- shared our experiences, but I think we're going to leave Ibrahim to share his as well. I thought you were going to be like, leave me alone or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. So I, I, I too surprise you sometimes. So go ahead. So, so for me, th- this is an interesting conversation to have um in in many ways 2020 was one of the worst years of my life and in other ways it was one of the best years of my life and i i really kind of wrestled with what i wanted to share and 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 so i'm going to share some stuff um to talk about the depths of the lows for the year for me but then i'm also going to talk about how it propelled me to do things that have changed the direction of my life and, and 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 has allowed me to make a better impact on the world. Um, not to get super cheesy, but Kobe Bryant always played a, a very important role in my life. Um, and th- when he b- became a father and he had, you know, all his girls uh, and he started, you know, that hashtag girl dad, it was something that really connected with me because ever since I was a kid, I always wanted to have a daughter. Um, and to a point where I never even thought I would ever have a son, right? Like I married, my, my wife is one of seven and it's like six girls and one boy. And I have more sisters than like, you know, you know what I mean? So there's just, I always felt like there would be, my life would be having a lot of girls. And so in the end of 2019, um, my wife and I were actually expecting and, um, we found out in December um, that our daughter was diagnosed with something called Edward syndrome, which basically is a chromosomal disorder. Um, and she wasn't going to make it. And, you know, fast forward January 17th, she was born. I spent a day with her. Um, and then we had her funeral a couple of days later. And then almost like in a blink of an eye, Kobe Bryant passed away. And before COVID even hit, um, I, I felt like I took a bunch of L's, right? Like I took a bunch of hits. And I remember it was tough getting out of bed. It was, it was really tough getting out of bed. And the thing that really got me going was I, I just started thinking about, you know, when, when my time comes and I get to see my daughter again, um, I want to tell her stories that she can be proud of. And basically from the moment I heard she wasn't going to make it, I, I really started thinking about what kind of life can I live, right? What kind of what kind of legacy can I, can I create so that when I see her again, I can tell her stories. And so the way I'm wired, I'm, I'm wired um, a lot like my dad was. And when we deal with pain and trauma, we just work, right? That's just, I don't know if that's a Pakistani mentality, but if you're dealing with stuff, you just go to work. And so the, the day after we found out she wasn't going to make it, um, I actually signed up for the LSAT because for close to a decade, I wanted to go to law school. And lo and behold, I signed up for the, the LSAT in mid-January. I took it on a Monday. 
uh, by Friday, she had passed away and it was, it was tough. And so the only thing that really kept me going was, okay, now that I took it, I'm going to apply. I want to, I want to be able to tell my daughter something when I see her again. And the reason why I'm sharing this is I, I know a lot of people uh, firsthand that have lost people to COVID. Uh, and a lot of people that, you know, woke up and, and they had, they had days, especially this past year where they, they really, they really had trouble getting out of bed. And so my, my hardest days actually occurred before COVID, but even during COVID, I had an uncle that, that passed away. I actually had a cousin that passed away a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, and, and it was a, it was a very tough thing in terms of my family, but also a lot of families. Like there is, um, a coworker of mine, um, her best friend's daughter passed away, uh, during actually she passed away, was, was put on a, on a ventilator while she was nine months pregnant, they delivered the baby and then she passed away. And that was her fifth kid. And all of her kids were under the age of 10. And so I mention all this because of just how tough, tough 2020 was. Like we talk about it, you know, you know, not to take shots at Obeid or Yusuf, but you know, they got married and, and their biggest, you know, that I know of was they didn't get to share the joy with, with as many people. And I don't want to, belittle that but we also know that a lot of people are going through some very difficult things um yusuf and, and danielle are, are at the front lines of of this pandemic and and obeyed is dealing with people in the medical sense also as a dentist so they are all directly in uh, interacting with people who are truly impacted and so kind of getting prepared for this i, I didn't know what where to start for me 2020 was a tough year and so i, I wanted to share that but i also want to share what made it one of the best years of my life? Um, and, 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 it, and it all starts with, with my daughter. Uh, her name was Delila. And it, and it all started with Delila, right? Going along, go and take the LSAT. I actually took the LSAT, got into a great part-time program. And that really kind of made me feel a lot better. Um, but along, that, along the journey, I was actually working at a Jeff Bezos company. And, you know, we were doing a lot of great work, but my why was, was, wasn't really there. The reason why I got up and went to work wasn't really there. Uh, because to be honest, everything I did was just making the richest man in the world even richer. And it was just, it was just really hard to rationalize. And so for me, I, I wanted to quit. I talked to my wife. I, I just wanted to leave because I just, I couldn't wake up and do that every day. And the most random thing happened. Somebody reached out to me on LinkedIn about a job in technology. So I'm in the tech sector. Uh, for a company called Little Brownie Bakery. And, and LBB basically manufactures about 65 to 70% of Girl Scout cookies uh, annually. And a part of what they do is they, they create marketing material, they create a technology platform, they do so much to help Girl Scout Council sell cookies and really empower that next generation uh, of Girl Scouts to grow up to be strong women that are entrepreneurs in the STEM fields and just future leaders. And a testament to their commitment and now our commitment to, to the movement, uh, about 80, I believe about 80, 85% of our leadership team are former Girl Scouts. And so when I heard about the mission, I heard about the job, to me, that, that felt like the perfect thing I could do to honor Dalila's memory. And it was literally, I never wanted a job more, right? I didn't care about pay. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted to work for a cause to help that next generation, right? I wanted to be able 
when my time comes and I see my daughter again, I wanted to be able to tell her, hey, I helped a whole generation of girls. Um, and I, I did it, you know, every day I did it for you. And to be honest, it, it was a rough year, a rough couple of months. And to me, I, I actually started at LBB in, in July. And so I actually haven't met any of my coworkers in person. It's been 100% on Zoom, but it's been the most rewarding thing ever in my life. And like literally to this day, people will still hit me up. Like someone hit me up earlier this week and asked me if, if I would consider another job. And up until this point in my career, I always took a call because I'm like, who knows what will come up? I had no interest in going anywhere else. And I could be at this job for the next 20 years and, and not even care. And it's because I, I can make that impact. I can, I can, I can tell my little girl that I'm, I'm helping a generation of little girls. And the reason why I'm sharing this story is sometimes the, the and as cheesy as that, this is from Batman. Sometimes the darkest hour is right before the dawn. Sometimes your, mo your most difficult thing is right before the ease. And, you know, my biggest takeaway of this year is life is going to hit you hard. And it, what really matters is how, how you get up, how you respond to it. And, and for me, it happened even before COVID occurred. Uh, and I had a decision point, right? I had uh, a wife that just had gone through something so traumatic, right? Going through that experience. And, it, and for her, it was even more difficult because we found out that our daughter wasn't going to make it. But then she, she was still alive, growing within her womb for another month. I think it was about another six weeks. And so for every milestone, right? I, I still remember her first kicks. I still remember her heartbeat. For every milestone, it was bittersweet because it was, hey, she's growing, but it just means like that, that's another thing that she's, she's not going to be there. And for, and for me, I, I would wake up after everything occurred and I just wanted to be a better husband. I wanted to be a better support system for her. And so I, I share this because I want you all to find your why. You know, we, we've all lived a, a long life um, and, and all of us, you know, on this call, we, we're on this podcast, we're, we're, we're cracking 30. You know, some of us has crossed over. Danielle's got a kid, uh, Yusuf and Obeid, they, they, they got married and you know, inshallah kids are in the future. Um, but we're at, we're at an inflection point in our lives, right? Up until this point, we've done what we've been told um, and we've found success. But the, but the big key of happiness, and, and I can tell you the happiest moments I've had this past year, have been chasing things that I can be proud of when I'm old. Um, and for those of you that don't know, I started off my my college career as somebody interested in, in becoming a doctor. So I worked in nursing homes. I, I worked with a lot of people that were elderly. And there was a couple things that they really talked about. They never regretted not working more. They always regretted not spending more time with their family or they regretted dreams they didn't chase. And so for this year, I, I chased dreams that I always had in the back of my mind. I went to law school. I, I started going to law I took the LSAT. I enrolled in, in a couple classes in law school. I'm not taking a full load, just a couple nights a week, just to chase after a dream I've always had. I actually co-founded a, a little startup that's gonna that's working and, and we've we've had a decently successful year. We're working on building uh, dreams for other people, right? Helping people accomplish their dreams. Shout out Aki Analytics. If you guys are interested, reach out to me directly. Um, and then finally, the, the thing that I'm most proud of is I'm actually writing a series of children books uh, focused on 
um, a strong, uh, independent, young minority girl and her and her dragon as she kind of deals with obstacles, learn how to code. And I'm hoping that that story is going to be inspiration for another generation of girls to, you know, go go against what's what they're being told and really chase their dreams. And so my, my message for all of you is this year is a year of reflection. This year is, is a, is a year of reminder of how temporary this life is. And if we only take one thing out of this year, understand your why and work towards it. And life is too short for you not to chase the things that really matter because you're going to wake up one day and realize that you lived a full life. So just live a life worth living. Well, how do you follow that? <laughs> you, you don't. Bro, Sir, you don't. a no, dad joke right now. <laughs> no, you know, Ibrahim, Ibrahim has the uncanny, uncanny ability to just have your jaw dropped because of how much of reflection and thought that he puts into something. And uh, we truly do appreciate having you in our lives, having you as a friend, and having your thoughts and your reflections and your stories to live by and abide by that we can better ourselves and follow your, follow your steps, honestly. And that was um, as heartbreaking and it was at some parts of that story. It was also inspirational, a lot of it as well. And so I think the only two words that I have for you are thank you. And that's it. Thank yeah. you. And, and for those of you listening, um, these guys have been part of my journey the whole way. Um, and, and I couldn't have asked for a better group of guys to, to be around me during this tough year. And like Danny said, we started this podcast so that we can still be in each other's lives and see each other a couple times a month because this year has kept us apart. And, you know, I, I'm going to say it right back to all of you. Thank you for, for, for everything that you've done to support me. And, and also thank you to the, to the audience and listening. I know it's been a tough year and we've just started up, but you, you know, we're giving shout outs to everybody that's living listening because you guys are, you're making, you're making this an opportunity where we can get together. And I hope you're enjoying the conversation. You know, there's a lot of people that have messaged us and we're, we're giving shout outs to, to everyone involved, even you out in New Zealand, and those other places that are <laughs> the other places listening. Uh, I just want you to know that I feel like you are all part of this family and, uh, you know, if you ever want to talk about anything, reach out to us. You know, we're all super busy, but we'll always make the time for you guys. Yeah, Ibrahim, I mean, I got to say, man, I mean, like, we're all close friends. We talk a lot. And, like, man, every time I hear you speak, this stuff that I don't know uh, that you've kind of been through. I mean, obviously, we knew about you know, your daughter, but didn't know the full-on details, right? And uh, all the things, your mission, your all the things you're planning on doing, you know, makes me proud to be a friend of yours and the reason why I'm a friend of yours because I know you're going to do big things and I'm just here to say that I know Ibrahim <laughs> Chaudhary uh, <laughs> because, you know, that's why I'm here. Uh, so I mean, that's why I'm friends with one of you guys, right? Dentist and a doctor and a technology expert over here and <laughs> IT and uh, writing books and doing everything and opening up companies but um yeah man i i feel like that's the one thing i can really appreciate besides you know out of this 2020 is all of us keep intact not just here you know we have a really cool friend group um and there's about 10 15 of us right that are really really tight uh really close-knit um 
And, you know, I just want to say, man, I, I obey the yourself, man. I am sorry that I wasn't there for you guys for your wedding. You guys are like my closest friends. And I remember I booked the ticket. I booked the ticket for Obeid's wedding and uh, we were about to go and then it got bad. And then Daniel's pregnant. And, you know, we were just like, man, I don't want to do this. I don't want to hear it. I mean, if I lived in Sacramento, I would have definitely oh. come. Oh. <laughs> we know. <laughs> We don't have uh, to shout out who that person is. Uh, and then Yusuf, man. I mean, same thing with you. I mean, I wish. I mean, like, dude, when you guys told me you guys were getting married, I was so excited to drive down or fly down to, um, to you know, to your guys's wedding. So it's definitely something that I miss um, with the 2020. But there was a valid reason. It was because we're Daniel's pregnant, and uh, you know, we were expecting a little boy. And alhamdulillah, man, Ibrahim. Uh, I know you didn't say this, but alhamdulillah, I'm so excited for you and Zainab. Inshallah, you guys got a month left. And man, I can't wait for our kids to be friends. And um, I know we're about to end this podcast, but I, if I didn't say like my son was one of the big reasons for 2020, that would be like a big mistake of mine. Because Daniel's going to hear this and she's like, you're talking about everything but oh your God. son. Uh, but no, man, I mean, that's one of the biggest thing that came out of 2020 for me was our birth of our son. Um, and like you guys said, you know, we've all been like quarantining, staying at home and kind of going insane sometimes. Um, he's kind of kept us going, right? He's now seven months, alhamdulillah. Uh, awesome. He's growing, awesome. man. I can't wait for you guys to like, I know you guys saw him like once, but I can't wait for you guys to meet him and play with him. He's so energetic, so fun, keeps us going um, and just full of energy. And um, I'm hoping with this vaccination effort and hopefully all of us getting vaccinated soon um you know i'm hoping that you know we're able to do that and uh shout out to oak street who's been kind of doing a lot of vaccination a lot and you guys should buy those stocks over there because i have those stocks and <laughs> yo you you buy stocks, then it goes up and then it goes up and i make more money so it, it's a win-win for everyone uh <laughs> so 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 we have um you know it's funny it's um danielle and ibrahim are uh, it's, it's ironic too they are creating new generations and also saving generations at the same time. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know. All, all I know is inshallah, when I have kids and Yusuf has kids that my oh, kids are going to bully his kids. God. <laughs> oh. Cause they're going to be, they're just going to be smaller people. And I know. I'm just gonna be <laughs> Oh, Shout man. out to those Patan jeans. That's right. <laughs> I know, yeah. seriously, man. Yeah, they're half offs, extra stretchy. But I, I, I want to uh, quickly go back to what Ibrahim said. You know, um, man, I can't, I can't appreciate you more for sharing that, not just with us, but everybody listening, because I know that there's somebody dealing with something and they just need words of encouragement. And that's kind of what you provided. Um, there's a bunch of lessons in there and I, I just don't think one podcast does justice for it. Uh, I think I speak for everybody in this chat when I think one of the biggest take takeaways, especially for the young guys listening, cause you know, Ibrahim had to mention that we've all, or almost have crossed 30 is man, when you're young, you gotta, you gotta surround yourself with good, honest people who mean well and care for you. And it's not always easy, but I can speak for myself when I say I am incredibly blessed 
to be surrounded by not just these three guys, these hooligans, but you know, the 10, 15 people who aren't on this podcast either. It's been over 10 years since we've been like the best of friends. We've always kept in touch. And for me personally, um, I, I, I just feel like I learned so much from each one of you guys. Um, you guys inspire me. I mean, from Ibrahim's mental toughness, right? To be able to go through what he's been able to go through and turn that into a positive, turn that into like motivation and like a fire and a drive to, you know, make a difference in the world. Like I was saying, you know, frontline workers, tech work, it doesn't matter. I mean, in your community, as long as you're making a difference and it's positive, that's your why. And so, you know, as Ibrahim, you know, travels and figures out his why and encourages all of us to, um, that's something we got to keep in the back of our mind. Uh, with Danielle, his level, level headedness, right? To be able to care for somebody, regardless if they're your friend or a patient or just somebody else, uh, but to see them equally and treat them equally, you know, um, look out for them. I mean, dude, that, that just speaks volumes. And Danielle has, has done a lot too. Uh, all three of you guys, man, like street cred. If I know Ubaid Shah, if I know Ibrahim Chaudhry, if I know Daniel Azim, it's like, whoa, you know, you, you know, those guys, people who are applying for jobs, reach out to me and they're like, oh, do you know Danielle? Because this guy <laughs> hires and fires people. <laughs> I don't fire right. anyone. I'm the nice one. <laughs> and Obeid, man, this guy is like the most low-key dude, right? If you look at him and like what he does, you just like, all right. Like I remember in undergrad where he was just like study like a little bit and stuff. And like, it's like, all right, guys, I got this. I got this. And then he would get it, you know, like Mashallah getting into dental school and everything like that. You would never just like talking to obey know that he is a resident program director out in Cincinnati, Mashallah. Like, bro, like, bro, he's married. Anybody... Stop, stop dropping this knowledge. <laughs> bro, no, but like, for real, dude. He's like, married. He's off the market. Were <laughs> <laughs> oh. you saying not one, not two, not three, not four? I didn't say anything, guys. I'm quiet. <laughs> dude, no, but like, <laughs> he's doing it again, guys. You can't see it. But yeah, no, I was just going back to that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's inspirational for me, honestly um to see what you guys have been able to do and just see you guys grow too um it's awesome keep doing what you guys are doing and i love this podcast man i love it and i love that we're able to talk about sports um but i think people are slowly realizing what type of friendship we have and that it just doesn't center out center around sports and we can talk about covid we can talk about 2020 we can talk about our downs and our highs and our lows we're very personable i feel like and you know we share things a lot with our friends um and, and we don't main, keep things bottled in our main source of friendship is our hate for danielle yes <laughs> yes 100 100 couldn't agree more it's the glue that binds it's, us. Bring it's it just, on, bring it on. Bring yeah. it on. It's the fury against Danielle it keeps me going every day. Uh, well Yo, and and I, I know we're we're um this this podcast is a little more emotional than our previous ones, but I, I really do want to give a shout out to 
I mean, I, I feel like all of our wives listen to this podcast. Shout out to all of them, <laughs> especially. My wife. My wife doesn't listen to it. <laughs> no, why are you saying no? Yeah, yeah, Daddy doesn't listen to it. Maybe this uh, one because oh, it's not sports oh, okay. related. But okay, uh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, no shout Sana, out. Sana is listening. Sana is listening. And okay, well then, shout out to Sana. I feel like she does not get enough credit. <laughs> and we don't really I don't really know her that well because I didn't get to go to the wedding. Sorry about that again. Uh, okay. but yeah, we're looking forward to life after COVID so we can get to know her a little bit more. Most definitely, um, man. Inshallah. I, I mean, let's be honest, Yusuf. Sana doesn't listen to your podcast either. She just says she does. <laughs> I'm I'm what? giving you marriage one oh one advice. Right <laughs> Not listening to it. Like, I promise. Don't believe you. everything they say? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my when they say no, they mean yes. So when they say yes, they mean no. <laughs> Before you take that advice, let me graduate from law school and then uh, we can talk. <laughs> but um, we thank everyone again. Um, as much as, as much as honestly, you know, I love all you guys and the friendships that we've made throughout this year. I'm just super glad that we still have the ability to connect with one another. And every day, every time we talk, it's, it's never boring. It's always something cool. It's always something fresh. Shout out fresh. It's always something. <laughs> <laughs> it's always something intriguing that pulls us together. And um, we just hope it continues. And I know in the bottom of my heart, I know, I know it will continue because I have that, you know, honestly, you, you guys are one of the main reasons I get up and I do my, that's, you know how Ibrahim was saying, find your why. You guys are one of the wise, honestly. And so I can't thank you guys enough, but I also can't thank everybody listening to us enough either. Um, us four crazy scrubs and you guys give us a platform and you guys listen to us. I don't know what's wrong with y'all, but I appreciate it. And thank <laughs> you so much and keep doing it. And we hope to give you guys more content in the future that is honestly just, we want to kind of surprise you guys, just sports, life, anything in general. We're going to throw it out there. Um, and cause I, I honestly think not me, but these guys, they're worth listening to. I'm just here for the ride guys. And thanks again. And we hope to uh, catch you guys soon on our next podcast, whenever that may be probably about sports could be about politics, could be about life. Who knows? We'll surprise you. Watch out, hand down, man down. Let's go. <laughs> that was good. I like it. I think everybody good. talked good. I, I don't know. I just kind of talked out of my butt. No, no, no. I liked head. it. I liked I it. I liked it. I think everybody hit different themes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you said butt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny, but it's just. <laughs> no, you know what? I said that. And, and, um, and it was funny because we were watching TV. Uh, me and my nephew Abdullah, and he he's he's six, he's seven years old now. And so wow, someone said, "He's seven. He's seven. Someone said, "Someone said butt." Like it was a cartoon. They said butt, and we both looked at each other and we were like, <laughs> "But." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I have. I'm on the same wavelength as a seven year old." And I honestly, I that made me feel so good inside. I'm not even kidding. Like I was yeah. not even disappointed in myself. Can we play the and uh, NBA on ABC theme at the end? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. <laughs>